4: jesse kelly show another hour of the jesse kelly show and look we're gonna get back to joe biden we're gonna talk about culture we still have to get to vaccines i have a bunch of emails there's so much to get to but you know what time it is right remember by the way you can email the show jesse at jesse kelly show your love your hate your death threats they're all welcome but all that aside what time is it it's monday is it not So it's Medal of Honor Monday time. And for you new listeners, look, I realize and I want to give a special shout-out right now to the great 1090, the Patriot in Seattle, brand-new, gigantic affiliate. They got Clay and Buck on, Glenn on, all of us. So a shout-out to them. So everyone in Seattle right now, driving home from work, maybe you're making dinner, you don't even know what I'm talking about when I say Medal of Honor Monday. Every Monday on this show... We, at this exact time, we take a Medal of Honor citation and we read it. That's it. It's not more complicated than that. It's actually very, very simple. There's nothing special about it. We read a Medal of Honor citation. Medal of Honor citations are all online. They're all free. I don't have some special access to them. You can go download these. Every time someone wins one, they tell the story. There's an official document telling the story of how they won it. And we take recommendations. We believe in upholding these men because, one, they deserve to be remembered. Their deeds deserve to be remembered. But more than that, the next generation needs to know these guys are who you want to be. And we got an email about this one. Captain Eugene Lucky Flucky, Eugene Lucky Flucky, and I am going to have to be careful with that. He captioned the USS, Captain the USS Barb in the Pacific starting in 1942. This This is from the email, okay? Submarines previously just sat around waiting for things to pass nearby. On his final war patrol, he pioneered the maximum harassment strategy, which consisted of driving the sub- through Japanese shipping vessels. He floated the barb through a harbor with 30 enemy ships and set the record for most enemy tonnage sunk in a day, firing just eight torpedoes. All right, so without further ado, let's find out about Captain Flucky. Ready, aim, Honoring those who went above and beyond, it's Medal of Honor Monday. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above above and beyond the call of duty as a commanding officer of the USS Barb during her 11th war patrol along the east coast of China from the 19th of December 1944 to the 15th of February 1945. After sinking a large enemy ammunition ship and damaging additional tonnage during a running two hour night battle on the 8th of January. Commander Flucky in an exceptional feat of brilliant deduction and bold tracking on the 25th of January located a concentration of more than 30 enemy ships in the lower reaches of Chang Fully aware that a safe retirement would necessitate an hour's run at full speed through the uncharted, mined, and rock-obstructed waters, he briefly ordered Battle station, torpedoes, in a daring penetration of the heavy enemy screen and riding in five fathoms of water, he launched the Barb's last forward torpedoes at a 3,000-yard range. Quickly bringing the ship's stern tubes to bear, he turned loose four more torpedoes into the enemy, obtaining eight direct hits on six of the main targets to explode a large ammunition ship, and cause inestimable damage by the resultant flying shells and other pyrotechnics. Clearing the treacherous area at high speed, he brought the barb through to safety and four days later sank a large Japanese freighter to complete a heroic combat achievement, reflecting the highest credit upon Commander Flucky, his gallant officers and men, and the U.S. Naval Service." And I guess... I guess I should probably clarify again for all the new listeners out there. I am a history freak. I used to open every show with just an hour of history before I even got into politics. So let's just do a little rewind on this because we have to have a hard cultural conversation and that's going to kind of suck. So I'm going to pause that for just a moment. Let's do let's do a little bit of history. As you know, we went to war with Japan after Pearl Harbor. P- people know that. But what's not really understood is how Japan fared throughout the war. You see, they started off great because they had great stuff and they had great spirit and they had great commanders, naval and army, and they were really, really good. The problem for Japan as the war went along was really the same problem they faced before. Japan doesn't have a lot of stuff. Japan's an island, and it's not even a resource-rich island. And I love Japan. I've been to Japan when I was in the Marines. I love Japan. I love the Japanese culture. I like Japanese people. I just have always... I, I like a lot about it. I think it's very, very cool. But this is a country that is starved of resources. Well, as the war went along, the people of Japan were starving. Their armies were starving. Because they're the enemy, we don't know as much about it. But towards the end... They had so many army units that would simply starve to death. People don't know that there are story after story after story of cannibalism taking place within the Japanese army towards the end of the war. And that's not me passing judgment on them. You're looking around starving to death. You've eaten everything around you and your buddy catches one in the face. His thigh starts to look a lot more delicious than it did the day before. Look, this this is what happens when you don't have the resources to fight a war. They were running out of stuff. And so as a result, shipping became a big deal. And not just munition shipping. Food, just basic supplies the country needed, the soldiers needed. They had to have goods shipped in. The problem for Japan was this. They had a cutting-edge Navy at the beginning of the war, but the U.S. Navy simply could put too many ships in the water, outsmarted them a couple times at Midway and other places, and we'd sunk lots of their Navy. There just wasn't much of it left. Well, that's a big deal and something we should always keep in mind because this same situation applies today. Yeah, merchant ships are great, right? You've seen cargo ships. If you haven't seen them in person, you've at least seen pictures of them. You know what I'm talking about. Some huge ship with all these steel containers on it. Well, that that's what brings in so much of your stuff. But that cargo ship doesn't actually ever make it to your shore to bring you that stuff without a navy there to make sure somebody doesn't send it to the bottom of the ocean. Japan had to have all this stuff they were bringing in towards the end of the war. They had to have it. Again, guys are eating each other. They had to have this stuff, and the U.S. Navy simply wasn't letting them have the stuff. We sent everything to the bottom of the ocean. It got to the point where we controlled their ports. We weren't even invading, but they didn't have the Navy to kick us out of their ports, and anything that tried to come in We sent it to the bottom of the ocean. We essentially starved the country to death. Now, you can say that's harsh, or you can say that's wonderful. I really don't care how you look at it. That's the way it goes. And that is why you don't pick a fight with a country you can't defeat logistically. Remember that old saying from that Marine Corps general? Amateurs study tactics. Professionals study logistics. That's why. Soon... When you're out of food, nobody cares what good of a shot, how good of a shot you are. No one cares about your warrior spirit because you're dead. All right. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. We are going to have a talk about culture about how we failed, why we failed. We're going to constantly keep addressing this. So this this is a video making the rounds. Maybe you've already heard this. This is a first grade teacher.
5: All right. So something that's really cool and unique about who I am is that I am transgender. So we touched a little bit about that at the beginning of this week uh, in the book that Miss Hammond read, but I'm going to give you my explanation.
4: Remember, he's explaining that he touched a little bit about that in the beginning of the week with his first grade class
5: about what it means to be transgender as well so when babies are born the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or
4: chris just asked if it was a prerequisite that they have annoying voices well yeah it's a woman
5: or a girl based on what they look like and most of the time that guess is 100 percent correct there are no issues whatsoever um-
4: okay all right i don't need to play the whole thing why do we have this why is this a thing? Why is this a problem all of a sudden? Let's have a hard talk. Hang on. He doesn't care if you believe him,
1: but he's right. Jesse Kelly.
4: His battle line's being wrong. I feel like I'm in Vietnam every time I listen to this song. Look, I could look. I might be in the rice paddies right now, for all you know. <laughs> it is, it is the Jesse Kelly show. Everyone thinks it, Chris. Just because I'm the one who says it, everyone thinks it. All right, let's have let's have a chat. We're gonna talk about culture. Let's first talk about something more important than culture. Let's talk about me. What, Chris? It's fine. Let's talk. No, in all seriousness. When the day ends today, are you going to be healthier than you were yesterday, or are you going to be unhealthier, less healthy, less healthy than you were yesterday? It's going to be one of the two. Let, let me, let me explain. Let me explain. If you, you woke up today, let's say you're one of these motivated people. You got up 5 a.m. I was out there. I went for a 10 mile run. Then I came back and I ate, I ate beanstalks all day long and drank carrot juice Now I'm going to bed at 8 o'clock where I'll get 12 hours of sleep to optimize my... You know what I'm talking about. You know these people. Maybe you're laughing right now because you are one of these people. Okay, you ended the day healthier than it started. Or let's say you're like me. Let's say you've had fried chicken today twice. Let's say you didn't work out this morning. Maybe you ate some jalapeno cheese bombers. Maybe at some point you had a donut. You're going to end the day today less healthy than you were at the beginning. Now, I don't judge either way. I have my ups and downs just like you do. But I will say this. You're not going to finish the day the same. It's not humanly possible. Your day, your health at the end of the day is going to be a result of the things you do with your body and the things you put in your body and your mind. That's just a fact. That's the way the body works. Now, what's this have to do with culture? Well, we've had this thinking on the right for so long, and it is a deadly way of thinking. It is a failed way of thinking. It is a thinking that has allowed people like this to take over our culture.
5: Hi, I'm a queer teacher, and I 1,000% do not support this bill. And yes, I do know what's in it in itself is just another way to stigmatize the lgbtq plus community say that pre-k through third grade are not ready for such topics is actually internalized homophobia and transphobia
4: yeah okay we don't need to go through another circus freak what's this have to do with culture and the right and losing weight and what am i talking about there's a belief on the right and i've held it forever that we can be neutral I don't have it anymore. Don't worry. That's gone. But that, that we can actually live in a society, you know, separation of church and state. We don't look. We don't have to push any beliefs at all, guys, because that's what freedom means. Freedom means there are no beliefs. We're just going to be a valueless society that says freedom. And we wave the Constitution around. And then we've, we kind of aimlessly float and we'll eventually float towards freedom. We're just neutral. There's no such thing as neutral. Neutral's a myth. Neutral's a lie. Neutral's what we tell ourselves. Maybe you've said, "Maybe you're guilty of this. I know I know I'm guilty of it." Maybe you've said things like this in the past. I want to take politics out of school. We need to get this these politics out of school. You're dead wrong. We need to get your politics in school. Your child is never going to be educated by a robot, and if he or she is, then he or she is going to be educated by a robot programmed by someone else. Your child is going to be educated by a human being. That is inevitable. Your child is going to be educated by a human being who has values. If you and me were to go out right now, get some wings and a beer, let's say you didn't have any idea who I was, and we sat down Only two seats left at the bar. Hey, I'm going to have a Bud heavy. Let's say we strike up a conversation. How long do you think it would take you to figure out my political beliefs, even if I wasn't talking politics? Five minutes? Ten, maybe? Values come out of you. It is inevitable your child is going to hear and absorb the values that come out of their teachers, that come out of their movies, that come out of their coaches, that come out of their culture, that comes out of their music. They will have a value system. There will never be some neutral, valueless system where we're just floating. It's just freedom, 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 liberty, freedom, constitution. No. Your child will be taught values. Either they will be yours or it will be the enemy's and we have to make that decision because there's no third direction if you find yourself now saying I want politics out of schools you are naive and misguided you should want your politics in schools I understand very well that an area, a a, a a school, let's just make it about a school, a school where half the parents are neutral, I want politics out, and half the parents think like this, well, I know how that's going to end up.
5: All right, so something that's really cool and unique about who I am is that I am transgender. So we touched a little bit about that at the beginning of this week uh, in the book that Miss Hammond read, but I'm going to give you my explanation about what it means to be transgender.
4: You know what that thing, you know what that thing loves? That thing loves it when you say, "I just want politics out of schools." Because that thing knows all you've demanded is a vacuum that he or she whatever it is is going to fill. Neutrality is a lie, neutrality is a myth. Live and let live is absurd. We are facing a religion of destruction and domination. And everywhere we refuse to occupy, they will occupy. They spend a lifetime searching for new things to destroy. Everything we back away from, everything we wash our hands of, oh, it's fertile ground. We just till the soil for them. We have to stop doing that. We have to wake up and realize neutrality is a lie. Your culture is simply what your society incentivizes and disincentivizes. And we have retreated from that for so long that we, we aren't valueless. We retreated from the culture war forever. And now look around you. We're not valueless. Oh, we have values. They're just values that are totally against everything you and me care about. There's no such thing as neutral. Pick a direction and push that way, or they will. I promise. All right. We still have to talk about this vaccine article. More guns. I have to get to emails. Dang on.
0: Take time.
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly show on a Monday. I guess I guess we can take some calls. would it should I take some calls? Because you know I don't like to take calls. Uh, Alright, we'll take some. Remember the rules. The numbers 877-377-4373. Again, I need to clarify because I know we have a bunch of new listeners. This is not like any other radio show you've ever called into. Calls in general suck. Because it's just plagued by people who can't get to the point, or people overwhelming the audience with their politeness. Hi, Jesse. Love the Joe. Love the show, Jesse. Hey, first time, long time. Hey, how are you? Get to the point. No, how are you? I'm not going to thank you for the call. Get right to the point, and we'll roll. All right. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. Now, I do have to. <laughs> I do have to bring up one story here before we get to Dome, before we get to what Joe Biden said today, before I get to the vaccine stuff and, and everything else. I'm going to get to this Holocaust-themed ad in a moment. Gosh, what a bad idea. But just one last thing on the no neutrality. You get more of what your culture incentivizes, right? Whatever your, incentive, whatever your society incentivizes, you get more of. We should stop being neutral, well, here's, here's two examples. Let's take the state I live in, Texas. Texas signed a pro-life law. It, was, it wasn't even a ban on abortion, honestly. It was, it was just a ban on lots of abortions, but it was essentially putting Planned Parenthood out of business. Planned Parenthood begins shutting down all over the state, and I know realtors in Austin, Texas, who I know them personally, who told me, Hey, I I've got all kinds of people who want to move now because they don't want to live in a state like this. Good. And there's there's a headline right here. More Texas families with trans kids plan to flee the state. Yeah. Bye. It's working. That is why we have to get a lot more aggressive with the things we do, with the things we pass. Not just because, not just because it's the right thing to do, because it makes the communists flee. The second we engage on these issues, yes, some fight, but some flee. If we're going to create areas for ourselves that are havens, havens away from this insanity, well... Then we have to get a lot more aggressive we can't live and let live our way out of communism you cannot you have to be aggressive with it all right we have to adjust this EasyJet. jet i didn't even know there was an easy jet apparently it's one of those bargain airlines only this is a british bargain airline kind of like a spirit airlines in america i look hey if you want to get tough, I get people all the time, hey, what what classes should I take? You don't have to get tough. Go hop on a Spirit Airlines flight heading to Philadelphia. Trust me, you're going to toughen up real fast. All right, you're going to get stabbed four times before you hit the ground. So I'm guessing that's what this is. So maybe maybe they were going for something different, but I'm just going to read the headline. EasyJet apologizes for Holocaust-themed post. All right, I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to read the article. I'm just going to read the article in... I think this is fascinating and I'll tell you why I think it's one. It's one. It's kind of hilarious because it's inappropriate, but two, it's fascinating because of the terrible ideas throughout history that have not stayed hidden. Like they've come out they, they've actually become a thing. EasyJet, The low cost British airline ignited a social media firestorm over the weekend after it posted a Holocaust themed ad on its official social media account featuring a flight number tattooed on a customer's arm. I'm not, I'm not even joking. For those who are not aware, and I realize this is going to sound like really basic history to most people, but you have to understand everyone has different backgrounds. The Jews, when they were rounded up by the Germans, they weren't allowed really to have names anymore. They assigned them numbers right when they got to the death camps and the labor camps and they tattooed those numbers on their arms. If you ever have the chance to talk to an older Holocaust surviving Jew, they will almost undoubtedly show it to you. It is like one of the most horrible but powerful things ever when you see somebody who still has that. Anyway, the company deleted the post and you're never going to you're never going to believe the caption. Are you ready for this? You never forget your first flight. Now, obviously, as we all can guess, uh, as we all can, look, we can all come to the same conclusion. That's wildly inappropriate, hilariously inappropriate, but inappropriate. But it is fascinating to think about the bubbles people live in, right? Because think about that. They discussed that. That idea was somehow discussed in a private boardroom, And after discussion, they looked around and thought, oh, boy, that nails it. Who who could possibly be that out of touch? It is a lesson, though. And it is honestly, it's a lesson for all of us. No, not about the Holocaust or whatnot. I'm sure you know how horrible the Holocaust is. It is a lesson that we all need to beware of our bubbles. We all get bubbles. Bubbles. And we all create our own bubbles. I'm just as guilty of it as you do. Look, you don't have to be some fancy Washington, D.C. type to create a bubble. You have created a bubble, I'm sure, in your life of some kind by doing what? Living where you want to live. Do you live where you want to live? Now, I realize there are a bunch of people who don't right now. Maybe you're on hard times. Maybe you're stuck in a transition or whatever. But if you're moving along... Uh, you eventually will move where you want to move okay that's good I'm not telling you not to do that but boom you've already created a bubble I have to be careful with that now I'm away from the DC uh, New York bubble but I created a bubble maybe you created a similar one I'm in the blood red suburbs now that's good it's where I want to be. There's no crime. Everyone knows each other. Everyone owns about 10,000 guns, and it's the safest neighborhood in history. There's never been a crime in my area, ever. There's just not. That's good. That's how I, want to, I want my family to live there. I want to be someplace safe, someplace where there are guns and, and good people and protected. And I did one of those searches. New York Times actually put this out a while ago. My area is 92% Republican. So when I go out to these neighborhood parties we have, we have another big crawfish boil coming up on the weekend. My conversations are with all Republicans. All people who think like you do think like I do. Now, that's good. I want to live around people who think like I do. However, does create a bubble for myself. It creates a bubble for me. You've probably done something similar. If you can live where you want to live, work where you want to work, do do these types types of things, you end up in a bubble. And I say that to say this, again, I'll take some phone calls, 877 4373 and I have a specific question for you, 877-377-4373, speaking of bubbles, Donald Trump over the weekend created a firestorm with his own people by endorsing Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. In case you don't know, Dr. Oz was on, I think it was Oprah's show for a long time. Then he had his own show. He is a Hollywood liberal daytime talk show host. I, I mean, he's had shows encouraging child transgenderism. He is uh, as liberal as it gets. Moved to Pennsylvania. He's running as a Republican in Pennsylvania. My question to you is this. 877 377 4373 do Donald Trump's continuous endorsements of people who are not to the right, but to the left, do they give you pause, doubts? Look, I have my own questions, and we're going to discuss them, but I want to hear. 877-377-4373, these bad endorsements have become a theme. How does it make you feel? You don't have to call him dog on him. You can. I don't care. I want to know. 877-377-4373. And there are actually bonus points tonight. You can say this. No small talk, but there are bonus points if you call on your Pure Talk phone. You see, we all have cell phone services. All of us. We all have a mobile phone. Don't lie. I know you have a mobile phone. Do you give your money every single month to Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile? They hate your freaking guts. They spend that money you give them on ad campaigns you would find revolting, that you, wouldn't find, that you wouldn't let your children watch. You've never seen anything like that from Pure Talk, and you never will, because their CEO is a Vietnam veteran who loves this country. They have American customer service, and right now they have a deal. If you dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250. Say, Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. And look, if you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. You can email the show jesse at com. Bubbles. We all create our own. We have a... Concerning? Is that a nice way to put it? We have a concerning string of endorsements from Donald Trump. Donald Trump gets up there at a rally and he does what you love. Honestly, what I love. I think it's powerful. I think those rallies are wonderful. He gets up there and he speaks to you and he speaks to me and he sounds like somebody who understands what you care about, what you're afraid of, and what you're fighting for. And we watch the clips. I play them on the show now and then and we cheer and we're thinking, yeah, that sounds good. And then something happens. He leaves the rally and endorses rhino after rhino after rhino after rhino. rhino. And I say, this is, look, maybe I'm making excuses for him. Maybe it's my fault. I say Donald Trump has a personnel problem. Donald Trump has a bubble problem. Donald Trump has people around him that perhaps don't have your best interests or my best interest at heart because this is not a first. Dr. Oz is not a one-off. This has officially become a theme. Trump stepping in and endorsing some swamp rat in a race has officially become a theme. It's a problem. Well, it's a problem for me. Is it a problem for you? Or do you not care? 877-377-4373. Look, there are no rules other than don't cuss. Remember, this is a family show. No nothing dirty and don't cuss. There are no rules I'm not going to hold you back. If you're calling, you're spitting mad about it, and you hate his guts, tell me. If you don't care, tell me. We can talk about it. But I want to know. 877-377-4373. We're going to get to that here in a second. I I do want to play this absolute gem that I didn't play. And you know I don't apologize, but man, I should have played this one earlier. (laughs) So last week we know KBJ was finally officially made a member of the Supreme Court. And Dome, Vice President Dome, she had to go preside over the Senate. And, of course, Kamala had to pretend like she gives a crap about black people when she did it. And it was a historic day. But then Dome got caught with her mask off. Remember, there's still a strict mask policy. And they're telling people mask up. And they just extended the travel mask mandate. And Jen Psaki was asked about it the first time ever. Kamala Harris had something over her mouth.
5: You said on Friday that um, the Vice President was masked indoors all day, but the White House tweeted a video showing her standing over
4: the President without a mask on. Can you explain what happened there?
3: Well, I would say that the vice president and the president and all of us abide by what the CDC protocols are. It was an emotional day. It was a historic day. And there were moments when she was not wearing a mask inside, including in a photo, but she was wearing it 99.9% of the time.
4: I've got to tell you, I was previously against coronavirus because it's a deadly disease that's killed people. I think maybe we should be embracing it more. I want you to think about the wonder of coronavirus. It can affect you if you're emotional. That's big. That's big time. Look, you—if maybe you're in danger right now. Watch a sad movie or get inspired. Boom. No more COVID for you. It can't. And I've always found this to be fascinating, really fascinating. Did you know as deadly as this virus is, it can't jump more than six feet? No matter what, even the big ones, even the big particles, apparently six feet. That's the limit after that. You're safe. I think that's really cool. Look, I look, I'm against I've been against coronavirus. Maybe we need to study this. A virus that it knows when you're emotional and it backs off. And I mean, let's be honest with you. It's it knows when politicians want to go out in public. It knows when Gavin Newsom wants to have dinner with friends, but you can't. It knows when Joe Biden wants to get caught without a mask. It knows when Lori Lightfoot of Chicago wants to go get her crew cut done. I mean this thing, look, coronavirus. It even knows when a saint by the name of George Floyd has died and Black Lives Matter wants to burn down cities. Coronavirus is conscious enough to know when our saints die. I think that's really cool. I think that's awesome. Look, it's, I like that we have an inclusive virus, a virus that is limited by six feet of jumping ability, a virus that cares if dome gets emotional. I think it's awesome. I think, I think we should look it up. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. 4373 I want to know. I want to know what you think about this string of bad endorsements. Tim, go. In Washington, go, bud.
5: I just
1: wanted to tell you that uh, I listened to your program on 590 AM in Spokane,
0: and I've noticed in the last few weeks, uh, in the midst of your show, it gets cut out for like a minute at a time. Sometimes it just goes silent, and then it'll bring you back on, and then a uh, few minutes later, it'll go down again. Sometimes they put music on, and then you come back on. You but know I've noticed it more and more in the last three or four weeks. So I thought maybe you guys I, – I don't – this is the same station – And it doesn't happen on other programming. So that's what I thought was kind of curious.
4: Well, here's the here's the problem, Chris, or, or problem, Tim, and I want you first of all. I want you to remember. You know, freedom is not free. You want to remember that for one, for two. Sometimes, if a station cuts me out, it's not as if that station is against me. It's that I'm so electric, it shorts out. What, Chris? I'm so electric, it shorts out radio stations across the country. It's the you can. Speakers are bound by laws of physics and electricity when you have that much power coming through. When you have that much power coming through, I mean, how can you ask a speaker to handle it, especially if you have one that's made in China? (laughs) Lloyd in New York, go.
5: Hello? Hello?
4: No, Lloyd, no. Not hello. Goodbye. That's what it is. Goodbye. Pete in Pennsylvania, go.
1: Yes. Yes, I'm Pete from Pennsylvania. My wife and I, strong supporters of President Trump, Mm -hmm. but we will not vote for Dr. Oz just because Trump endorsed him. We're voting for candidates that believe in what we believe in, and we will not support, give money to the Republican Party until they get rid of these rhinos.
4: I like it. 877-377-4373. Do these endorsements plural does this never ending apparently string of really 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 bad endorsements from trump does it concern you or do you not care and all answers are welcome i want to know i want to know i will tell you it concerns me it concerns me because you as you well know i enjoyed trump as president i don't worship anybody i don't have his pom-poms but i thought he was an excellent president but there's it's not really debatable that to handicap his presidency was the people around him. Has that changed? Or has it even gotten worse? We'll talk about it in a second. Before we get to that, we've talked a lot tonight about crime and cities and various things like that. Are you sure, 100% sure, if you encounter a bad person tonight, tomorrow, are you sure you can protect yourself? Are you sure you're going to come home alive? Are you sure your wife is, your husband is, that daughter you sent off to college? If you're not sure, go get a hero gun now. It is a non-lethal gun, so there aren't excuses if you happen to not like guns, right? I love them, but I still have several hero guns. But if you don't like guns at all, that's fine. It's a non-lethal gun. It shoots these pepper balls that explode on contact. They're brutal. You don't need a concealed carry permit. Anyone can use it. It's got a laser sight on it, and they have a special discount for my listeners, hero 2020.com code Jesse gets you a special discount hero 2020.com code Jesse make sure you're ready state restrictions may apply if you love sports and true crime then there's
1: a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me Jay Harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals
0: To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie
3: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered.